Red 5. I'm going in. <laughs> Hello and welcome to an episode of Trend Trend Report. Uh, we are back with a new Star Wars show, Ahsoka. I am your host, Justin Gray, and here with me is... Aaron Russo, standing by. David Brooklyner, standing by. Sean McCannelly, standing by. And uh, we all just got done watching the uh, first two episodes of uh, Ahsoka. And uh, the long-anticipated... Um, show about the Dave Filoni created character Ahsoka Tano who premiered back in 2008 hmm. um, Snips Yep Oh yeah I remember those days <laughs> <laughs> Cartoon Network on Toonami hmm. So um, so we're going to be uh, talking about the two episodes uh, kind of like in a collective uh, way and um, we're going to kind of just give our thoughts on the uh, first impressions on the show, what we liked, what we didn't like, if anything. Um, and uh, let's uh, start out with Aaron. Yeah, I guess I'll start with my dislikes just because I don't have very many. Hmm. I thought the biggest thing that I, I noticed, like I mentioned, was the some of the pacing of the dialogue just seemed really... Like, there's just so many pauses between people talking. And at, at first I was like, oh, okay, maybe that's just this scene or whatever. But it seemed like that was just kind of how they did dialogue in the whole first two episodes. And it became a little distracting. Because hmm. then it's like, are you pausing because someone's gonna, the next thing that someone says is going to be like really epic or is it just are you just all talking really slow it's like the opposite of succession which is just jabber 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 and you're like what did they say yeah i think i think that 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 hurt the show a little bit just because it's like you just kind of it slows everything way down Mm -hmm. and there was enough dialogue scenes in this these first two episodes which i don't think i have a problem with there being those dialogue scenes when you're setting up the story and trying to give some kind of explanation of Rebels to a casual fan. But it was just a lot of pregnant pauses. Yeah. And that was a little bit distracting. And I don't know if that's just Filoni not being experienced with live action, because I don't think the animation was not like that. Or like weird edits, like they didn't cut. They cut too early. And like it had more space before the line or something. It looked like a lot of the time that there, the scene was, it was, there wasn't any cuts. It was like, there was just, you saw both people on the screen talking and they were just slow. Hmm. But that's really the only major gripe that I had. The only other thing that was kind of a little bit interesting was just that even having watched Rebels and being familiar with that storyline, the whole thing of like um, Sabine and, and Ahsoka having like this antagonistic kind of Padawan master relationship was a little strange. Um, But I think it worked really well. And I think that it is definitely going to be like, I think, I think it worked to like create some tension between the characters and like give them something to have to resolve. And I think it's definitely like going to like, being with Sabine now, I'm guessing, is going to, like, really trigger Ahsoka into, like, her past and her history with Anakin and, and all that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I thought it was really good. Really good. Like, man, looked amazing. Yeah, definitely, it really did. Definitely gave me, I mean, apart from the talking being slow, it definitely gave me a sense that, man, that uh, Filoni could do a movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you could do a movie with that choppy, slow dialogue. Like, <laughs> that's that's not going to work in a theater. Um, but really, epic like felt more like Star Wars probably than 
I would say than almost anything that we've seen so far from Disney Plus. Um, so I really enjoyed like it felt very cinematic in a lot of sequences. It felt very Star Wars. I mean, like I loved the 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 first three sequences. The first one with Balin and Shin, mm-hmm. and then the next one with um, Ahsoka, and then the next one with Sabine. I thought those were really well done. Really great way to like each of those sequences really like had energy and packed a punch and like really made you you know hooked you into the action and like getting introduced to all these characters. Um, I thought that was all really fun. Um, I think they did a really Lothal looked amazing. Um, yeah, I thought it was really well done. I thought they I thought like I mean for what it for what it was, which I definitely think that. Um, that was like, so for, for people who are, are familiar with Rebels, that was like, okay, we'll give you two episodes to catch up, but then we're moving on. Like, like, so I yeah. think that was a little bit slow and like a little bit, a lot of setup that maybe I didn't need as a Rebels viewer. Like I didn't, you know, I, I already know who all these characters are. And so because of that, I actually loved a lot of like the callbacks to things like throughout the, especially the first episode, but um, but I definitely feel like maybe that might have like been a, like I have to kind of I'm like waiting okay like get to the get to the what's the story right like they set it up really well hence the hullabaloo what's the hullabaloo yeah but <clears throat> I say. I thought it was really like I thought that was so like atmosphere like the way that they the colors and music and sound that they did when they were in each kind of like storyline was really well done some of that music was just really well done. Like there's just something, there was something anytime Balin and Shin and, mm-hmm. and, and Morgan were on the screen together, like between the music and the colors and the, like, it was just very, um, I don't even know what I could think of to describe it. It was very, Ominous. yeah. And just yeah, like, yeah. and kind of kept you <clears throat> off balance. Like, right. And like, you're not really sure like what's going on. And like Morgan Elsbeth is just scary. Like, the way she looks and her presence is, like, very... She's a witch? Yeah, she's really <laughs> scary. And I, and I like that... I like that we, we, we don't really know who, the, who Balin and... and yeah. Is it Balin Shin. and Shin? Who, like, who are these people? Like, so he was a Jedi. Mm-hmm. She's a Padawan, but probably wasn't a Jedi during the Clone Wars or after the Clone Wars. I mean, Clone she's Wars. youngish now, and this is what, like... Nine years after the Battle of Yavin, and then like that's nineteen plus. So like she could have very well been not even born until right. after the Clone Wars, or a youngling maybe, or a youngling. Yes, exactly. I think that I think that that was that part of the story, like their their story, like I think was really probably the most intriguing. Yeah, just because of how it looked and sounded, and like, but how you're like still not sure, like. What is going on there? Like you could tell that, like that, Balin is kind of like, like I'm not really sure where he's coming from. Like he's a former right. Jedi, who's a mercenary, and they don't seem to like, like they're not all in with Morgan. Right. It's almost more like they're kind of like her hired hands. Yeah, but sh- they don't really and like sh- clearly like Shin Shin sh- Shin Hati. Like, she clearly is, like, very much a Padawan because she's always kind of looking to Balin. Yeah, like, for her next, yeah. Yeah, like, what's going on? And, and he's not entirely sure. And I'm not really sure where they're coming from or what his story is, and that makes me really, that's something that I want to see. And he, see, he seemed to be a little bit shook by seeing Ahsoka, which makes me wonder if he, like, knew who she was or, like, yeah. he, he must be or- Well, he, we know he from the trailers and stuff that yeah. he talks to her about Anakin. Yeah, so, like, I think he was at the temple, obviously. Yeah. Like, around all that stuff. And, like, he's one of those other background characters now that they can be, like, all the videos will come out, like, he was he was right in the background of this yeah. scene. Like, he's off to the it's side It's now canon shot. that he was yeah. the guy. You know. Yeah. So, like... She hit him with a bagel. So he's got, like... <laughs> you can just tell there's, like, a lot there. And, like... Yeah, he's the he's the one I'm the most I'm most invested in at this point. Between Balin and Shin, and then plus like who the heck is Merrick or Merrock? Like right. I was just gonna mention who like, is that? Yeah, that's the that's the question. He's got an inquisitor blade. Do you know where I'm gonna come out of this? Do you know where I'm gonna go with it? 
Yeah, I feel like I do. The Vader comic? Close. So, a couple of the rumors I've seen is that he's the new version of Starkiller. As an inquisitor. Oh, actually, I did hear about something about that. Yes, I'm kind of hoping uh, like re-canonizing yeah. a version of him. That's huh. If that was Star Killer, that's a which would be like, what, like Vader's version. like Vader's apprentice or whatever. Yeah, kind of thing. But it'd be more of like him as an inquisitor, right? Thing, not, like yeah. not, not he's not as Star Killer, but kind of like a cameo yeah. role or yeah. something yeah. like that. <laughs> wow, I think that that's the, the part of the story, like that whole part, that whole thing about. Balin, Shin, Morgan, it's Morgan, right? Mor- yeah. Morgan and Thrawn by right. by default, and like the, the the magic and the map and the galaxy that's completely separate. Like that's cool storytelling. Because they established yep. that Morgan Elizabeth was like she served Thrawn through her industry and stuff. That he right. was like because he was like a grand animal, so he was like just as much as part of like the military industrial complex as he was like a tactician like he had a whole base of support he had a fleet, and she and like she was like a loyal supporter of his yeah because all the all of those admirals were like warlords more or less especially after the emperor is dead then it's like everyone every man for himself a little bit but it's kind of cool how they're like you know like like in at the end of rebels thrawn gets mm. pergilled out pergilled <laughs> and then it's like and then it's like but then that fits perfectly with like, oh, now that the empire's fallen, right? It's like now he can come back. How can how can you? Yeah, he's like which tracks with the heir of the heir to the empire, like the novel, the EU novel, like he did come out of out of the woodwork, as it were, with a, as a new threat or whatever. But I wonder, yeah, I just wonder like if he is the big bad or if he's like going to be like the anti-hero type, like he's not exactly the bad guy. He's just a guy with his own motivations that may or may not run at cross purposes with the New Republic and or Ahsoka and Hera. Because the, the New Republic is... is uh, you know, I don't know what it is about the New Republic. Between, <laughs> so I have two, two things about them. Like, first, their incompetence. Yeah. And they almost make... They almost, and they're not even doing it like in a subtle way. Yeah. It's almost like buffooning It's a farce, them. yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, I don't know what it is, but, like, their costumes just don't work for me. Like, <laughs> they just seem so perfect and, like, yeah. they don't fit them or something. Like, yeah. That's one of my awkward. criticisms. Is I, this doesn't feel as lived in as, like, even Andor oh, felt. definitely. Like, Andor not. felt like a real world. Yes. And this feels a little too slick and, like, a little cosplay-y all around. Um, I would agree. Like, the fit of some things and, like, even, I don't know, even, like, the... If you compare, like... Um, What's his name? The the Twilight who was like the interpreter for Jabba the Hutt. Oh, Bib Fortuna? Yeah, like his Leku and everything. Like his look was more alien. And like, I don't know, Hera just looks more like a cosplayer getup than like yeah. a truly Twilight female like should look, I would think. Yeah. Like, it's not like, they're almost like glistening. And like... It's too it's clean. It's too like matte finish or whatever if that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah. like yeah. I don't know it's a and like Disney they just kind thing. of dangle freely like I it would be cool if they added some like prehensile like they move on their own like a like an elephant trunk can kind of move on its own a little bit but they just kind of like dangle freely like flaccidly right which it'd be cool look at that I'm pretty sure like Bib Fortuna's like little the little end of his like moved on it they had like a little mechanical thing in there did it and like moved around I don't remember that I don't remember that I thought they were like prehensile is their their like who are I mean I definitely I definitely think that I think that that is I think there people call that when something's Disney-fied where it's like it looks so too clean yeah Yeah, too clean too perfect like almost like it's almost like you're like you're, like you're shooting like in a volume you're, set, you're, not like you're at a theme park and like a, <laughs> yeah. and like you know it's like the cast perfect. And, yeah the cast members yeah I think I think overall I really enjoyed it I think I think it's really I think this is more than anything else that's come out on Disney Plus this there's like two different ways that peop, there's two different groups of people who are going to experience this and that's going to make a big difference I think like if you've seen Rebels then this is going to hit different. And if you haven't seen Rebels, then it's going to hit in a totally different way. Um, but I think he did a good job of, like, getting both. But I still think that, that he erred on the side of making a sequel to Rebels, and he didn't pull back right. from, like... So far. You know. But, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, like a lot of that stuff was just like straight out of Rebels. Like, yeah, you know, if you've never seen Rebels, then you don't know Hera, you don't know Chopper, you don't know Sabine. You like, don't know... yeah, the house, the like tower house is just like, oh, that's cool, but it's like, yeah. oh, that's where it's mm-hmm. lived, and yeah. like, it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it'd be like if somebody inhabited like Obi Wan Kenobi's hut in a future thing. And we're all like, oh my gosh, it's Obi-Wan's hut. But like, to someone not, not familiar with it, they just be like, right, yeah, <laughs> guys in a hut. Like, what's the big deal? And we're like, it's a big yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, it, I thought that overall, I like, like, it felt like Star Wars. You had mm-hmm. three, what, three lightsaber duels? Mm-hmm. Or four, actually. Yeah. Four lightsaber I, duels. Yeah. Yep. Um, they didn't look nearly as good as the duels from like the prequels. Right. They were not nearly as well executed, but I thought they were still really effective. And I love the way they used the flow of Shin's robe. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I did notice that. And Ahsoka's cool. uh-huh. costume too. Like, mm-hmm. really handled that well. Like, very well choreographed and very aesthetic. And like, yeah, like just really cool. Like, I think that's that's what like it's like. As much as I love something like Andor. But this is like Star Wars. Like this is, yeah. you know, it's like, it's lightsabers. It's you know, Master and Padawan. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 the bad guys standing around talking about their evil plan. Yeah, know? and like, like, like I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, you know, hearing some people talking about how, like, you know, like that that in a, in a in a non-spoiler conversation we're talking about like how this feels too formulaically like Star Wars but I thought I thought it was great I thought it was yeah. I thought it was very well done and I, I think what I and it also like I feel like it did a really good job of like it was like okay they set all this stuff up and I really don't know I want to know yeah. like what is the, the, like the real story, the real like, story starting now yeah like they really just caught us up and set the table yeah for like and they're going to take it probably into that other galaxy yeah. to like go mm. get him rather than like like beam him back. They're going to like go to him to get him back. Yeah, that's what the like, Eye of Scion is Yeah, for, so it's right? like that's a mm-hmm. that's like that's literally the world's your oyster of like a new galaxy like the limits limitless. Yeah. And that's where you can take Star Wars in the future is like in a different galaxy far far away a long time ago, right? Like when I just like the way they used like mm. You have the force, but you also have magic. this, like, yeah. You yeah, have magic. You have, like, the, mm-hmm. the night the green sister, flame green flame, and, like, and, like, he calls to me across time and space. That kind of freaked me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, across time? What? What are you talking but about? When is he? He's different, he's different when is he? Where is he? Are we doing time travel? Oh, well, I mean, if it is, like, light years away, then, like, if she can instantly hear him, and he, like... Then it's like faster than. So like when life, since right? when does Thrawn have that kind of ability? That makes me wonder what Thrawn's up to. Or well, that's like, what that Balin was like. That's just like your imagination. Like it's like your wishful thinking that you're you think you're hearing from him, but you're just imagining it. That's what he was saying. He's kind of like a shady, or he's kind of like a grumpy old man a little bit, like a little jaded. You can tell. Yeah, but, but I think I think from what I've heard, like there's rumors that like Thrawn has got some like army of the undead or something, like oh. some crazy thing. I don't know, that's just something I heard, but I don't know if that's true. But Like the White Walkers kind of thing from Game of Thrones? Something like that. He's um, the Night King. Ultimately, I just thought it was, I thought it was very well done. I just, the only thing I would change is just the dialogue needs to be picked up in pace a little bit. Yeah. And if that continues throughout the series, that will definitely bring it down a little bit for me. Because when you're doing dialogue, it's got to be, mm-hmm. it can't be, well, be fast, but... I, th- I think... I don't know, because I felt like with Andor, the dialogue went on too fast, or kind of like you had to like re-listen or actually read to get it. Um, With this, I don't think I really needed subtitles. Yeah, Andor's more dense, but this was yeah, this this was so this is like the opposite spectrum of of that. I just think if you're gonna do that, then like the delivery of the lines needs to be a little more emphatic, and this this was just very soft spoken. Like this was not how people talk. Maybe no. I was closer to how real people talk. Yeah. Right. But I thought... it's just a different stylistic choice. I thought everybody... I thought all the performances were really good. Like, that was probably some of the best, apart from Andor, again. Like, some... I mean, as good a writing and acting as we've seen on Disney+. Plus. 
Um, and I love that, like, I much prefer a season that just tells me a story with no filler episodes. And I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to get here. I don't think we're going to get a filler episode in this show. Um, so I'm really Knock appreciative of the storytelling. <laughs> I'm, I'm appreciative of the fact that at, even though this was not like, it didn't blow me away. Mm-hmm. Like I was not blown away, but I feel like he set us up to blow us away. Like, okay. I feel not let down either. I'm not let down. And I'm also, I'm, I appreciate that. I can tell like that. And you, I know this before I even watch it, but like that just can like, Filoni has a plan. We're not going to get Mando season three where yeah. we're like, what, who, huh? Right. Like, it's going to be, he's got a story in mind. He's probably been thinking of for who knows how long. He's he's going to tell us a story. He's He has intention. Mm-hmm. In I just hope that like the, when they, since they canceled Range of the New Republic, I hope they didn't like have to shoehorn anything into this. And like, it's going to be like mashed together. Kind of like parts of Mando season three were. And, like, the final product of Ahsoka is not what the original plan was because they had to fold in elements of that show to, like, set up the big, like, movie event. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I hope that that's, that wouldn't be filler, but that would be, like... If it was KK's project, probably. It'd be, like, yeah, like, like filler, not in the sense of, like, padding, but, like, this would be, like, we have to jam this in. We have to get this in somewhere for the rest of the story to make sense. And they just, like, make the square pig fit in the round hole. Well, couldn't you make that argument that's what happened more so in the second episode of this show? This show, yeah, yeah, like for, like some like the scrap, like the scrapyard stuff might have been more Rangers, like strands of Rangers material, mm-hmm. like oh, Hera has to investigate like mysterious shipments on, or like a sus business and this and that, like that kind of thing just seems like the lane of like this week on Rangers of the New Republic, like Hera's over here and you know Zeb is over here doing this and like all that stuff we saw in Mando three, I feel like those are all the strands. Of that show that never came to be. I don't think I I'm, I didn't, I didn't get like that vibe from these like, first two episodes, and I just don't think that that I think that I'd like to believe that when they gave Filoni this show, they were like, "Do your thing, man." Like, yeah, don't worry. Well, that's about the thing it. too. That being Ahsoka, Ahsoka's his character. Yeah. yeah. So if KK tried to shove something in it, there's probably a good chance he'd push back right? he's like cause he's like the creative director like he's in charge of everything creatively yeah. and she, she like she signs off on everything but like he otherwise has his run of the place more or less like he has he's got the keys to the kingdom as it were pretty much yeah Theory was even saying on like one of their nerd theory podcasts that someone he talked to in Lucasfilm said that um Filoni's had been talking a lot with George mm. on, on how to produce mm-hmm. this show because he had a hand in the Clone Wars mm-hmm. right I mean Ahsoka's like a co- co-created by Filoni right. and George yeah. Lucas so like that's this thread that continues of George Lucas to today and Filoni's kind of like the protege or the like master the, the, yeah, the, the torch was handed off more or less yeah <clears throat> yeah I was pleased I wasn't blown away mm-hmm well, it was a Vader, so you couldn't be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's close with that. I do with think Balin going to town on those. I do think guys. that if they're going to do justice to this story in this part of the timeline, I don't know how you can completely exclude Luke. Yeah, that's what I was saying yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Like, who can help this? I'm like, I don't know. If two Jedi randomly show up, I'm calling Luke. Unless they're saying she hasn't met him yet, which is unlikely. But we don't know exactly when. Like this takes place so far. It seems like. After the Mando season two episode where we see Ahsoka, yes, but maybe not before the Boba Fett episode where she's in it with Luke, that could, that could like that, true. and like so, like she might meet Luke in this show. And we go back and see their first meeting and like discussion of Anakin and everything, and then that book of Boba Fett episode is like in the future, sometime. Mm. Or something. my my right. gut feeling is that Luke will not be in this show. The movie, I mean, though. he might the movie probably maybe, but like but like it's, it's just really hard yeah, to imagine Tom, telling this Leo, story without. Yeah. Right, somebody from yeah, because like, like Hera is kind of filling the like what Han was doing in Heir to the Empire a little bit. Like that's what Hera is doing in this. I could, I can see the strands from that book. Like you can see a little bit of them starting to lay the groundwork for that. And like Hera's got Han's part and a little bit of Leia. 
Yeah, I, th- I think I think I'm not, I'm not like too concerned about like I'm just I'm yeah, watching. I'm not this as much of a purist about that as like yeah, I don't people, care what yeah. they do right in comparison. If you adopt it well, I don't care. Yeah. I don't have like as much stakes in it as other people might with like oh you butchered look what they did to my boy right they, right, they right. butchered my heir to the Empire trilogy oh it's like well yeah I, I was Timothy's pleased I was involved with this so. I was entertained um, I had I I enjoyed it visually um, as Justin would say I had fun mm, yeah and and it and it felt like Star Wars hmm. and it felt like Filoni Star Wars and it felt and it felt like the Rebels mm-hmm. you know stuff. Even though I'm still not ever really, honestly, a huge fan of taking animated stuff and putting it into live action because it's just... It seems like something's off. Yeah. Like, right. But you also kind of have to um, consider that a lot of things from Clone Wars and from especially well, especially Clone Wars... I mean, Dooku doesn't look like that. <laughs> um, yeah. But... Um, and, and, and Rebels, like, with the lightsabers. Um, like, oh, like, the lightsabers are thinner in Rebels. Yeah. And that was more of a stylistic uh, choice. Yeah, I think they were off Macquarie drawings. Mm-hmm. They're more, like, pointy. And these are, like, obviously the prop the prop sabers that... Like, they didn't have, like, the stunt sabers where they, like, superimposed... Like, later on, they did in post the glow. Like, these mm-hmm. are, like, lit on set. And, like, they really can't smack too hard with them. Which is why they like the baseball bat physics. <laughs> These ones are probably the do like close to the dueling ones, right? Then they just visual affect the rest. Yeah, I think they've heard some of that feedback and like backed away from like 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 the Force Awakens had like the baseball bat physics lightsabers. Yes, and like they backed way off from that and some of the somewhere in between, but like like bring Nick Lard on. Like yeah, that's like, what I do. Uh-huh. Like he's he's available. Like yeah, like get him back as he. To find that he's and probably never going to work for Disney again since he was on Star Wars Theory, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Theory interviewed him, and so now he's blacklisted. Uh, <laughs> such a shame because, like, the, I mean, we're talking about people who were tr- like the classically trained Jedi's, right? Should be like at that level, that of like the prequel like swordplay, right? And, like, it makes sense that like Luke is kind of like just mm-hmm. swinging around. Oh, right. yeah, with with Star Wars Theory. Yeah. Cool. All right, David. I, re- I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to be honest. I, we got a little more lightsabers than what I actually was expecting we get in two oh. episodes. That's good. Um, like when she dueled... Is it, I'm just going to call him the Inquisitor because that's, that's what he is. <laughs> He's the ex-Inquisitor. Um, Mara? Marok? 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 Something like that. Mar- I'll go Marok. <laughs> I actually wasn't expecting him, them to fight... Because some of yeah. that is in the trailer. So, a lot of the stuff that we saw in the trailer was in the first two episodes. Yeah, that's true. Um, I do really like how this is not like a beginner's show. It's like you, like mm-hmm. Aaron, you had mentioned, and you said that too, Sean, where people who haven't seen Clone Wars or Rebels are like, what in the world is going on? You can tell that this is a show for the fans that's also made by the fans. Floyd yes. is like one of the biggest yeah. fans because he's yeah. he's dedicated so much of his life to to Clone Wars, developing these characters, world building, and you can tell that there's more passion in just these two episodes and pretty much what we've got from Disney Plus. Yeah, and thread past. that needle, and I think he did though. Like, I don't think he'd be totally lost if he didn't know any of it, but like, you'd have to kind of just like I don't think you're sold, but you don't have to like what's the word or how to phrase it like you, you're not lost but you're not like you're not sold either I guess if that makes it's, sense I feel like there's like less of a connection yeah yeah. you, you, got, you just gotta have to go with it and mm-hmm. give it you have to give it something like you have to buy it rather than sell it if that makes or sense or get sold it, by you, it you almost have to go back to watch everything yeah, or at yeah. Least and you might be a little resentful it. of that of like I'm gonna watch seven seasons of Clone Wars and Four seasons. <laughs> I think, like, but I think you will I think, subscribe to Disney Plus. Forever. I think for like, like the part of me, the like, the part of me that's like, who cares about the the normies? Like, come on, give us the yeah, give yeah. Us, you know, like, <laughs> like Clone Wars ships or uh, Hu Yang. Yeah, Hu Yang. 
Yeah, that, that's probably, what I'm saying. Like, you, you, that if was, you didn't know, like, I forgot about him, but it's like, then you just take it for face value of the show, and you're like, oh, that's Ahsoka's droid. He's helpful. I gather a little clues about, like, he's, he used to he's train. Still, yeah, like, you get everything you need. And, like, that's something. Yeah. Like, he threaded mm-hmm. the needle. Like, he gave you just enough for the normies to, like, grab onto be like, okay, I'm dialed in. Like, we're good. I'm getting there. I trust it. I'm on the ride. And then, like, I, I need to, like, I'm pulling the pulling the string on the bus like I need to get off the bus they're like I'm strapped in the ride and we're going up the clinky right. and, and, and we're I about think, to go over the edge and I'm good we're good and I right. think that but I also think that um, like going back to what you said about like made by fans for fans or made by a fan mm-hmm. for fans like I think what they're discovering is I well, and I, I hope that they're discovering that you you that's where you, that's you're not going to have success if you just try to like win over a whole new fan base and like just like remove at the exclusion of the original of, of like existing fans like right right is that what you're saying like yeah like like if you alienate the original fans to cater or pander for like to get a new audience correct like you're not going to get them and you're going to lose the other ones and you're right. nothing and I, but i would say that i would say that what from what I've been able to gather, and I haven't extensively researched it, but like, that's that's where the sweet spot is. Like, Tales of the Jedi is yep. like more viewed than almost anything else that they put out, or like, um, even even though Kenobi wasn't great, but like, oh, it was it was locked into yeah. something that like a casual fan yes. who only saw the the six movies yes. they would have probably would get everything yeah, the inquisitor part wouldn't be right. they wouldn't know the background but they you definitely don't need to have right. ever seen inquisitors you, you pick before. up on it from the show itself what you need to know but i think i think yeah. that this was this is i mean like if you really stop and think about it i mean let's just be honest so few people who are watching this have watched rebels like right <laughs> or will but but they're but this is like putting a stake in the ground. Like, no, we're gonna make a rebels live action sequel mm-hmm. that or like a reunion or is whatever. like <laughs> yeah. you know a flagship mm-hmm. show. Um, and I'm selfishly and greedily like, well, yeah, aren't we more important? <laughs> I mean, I've been watching this stuff for you know so long. I will say I really enjoyed how they had in the second episode. Where they had the Imperial Royalists. Oh, yeah. In, like, the, you, you could tell as soon as that droid's like, I saw one of those yeah. HK droids. The Tattletail and, droid. And everyone else is just like, uh, they just kind of like, activate. Well, why didn't you log it? <laughs> like, and that's like how with Mando Season 3, they had to deal with the Separatists. Count Dooku was a visionary. Then the, then the guy in this yeah. one's, long live the Empire. Right. And, <laughs> It's cool. To, it, it's cool to see how, like, even though like that regime or that time period passed, there's still that resentment that's just simmers and boils, and that's kind of where it's probably going to lead into even like explode in the Filoni's movie. Mm-hmm. Is that it's going to be a big galaxy wide probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of don't blame those guys. Like, if, if they worked under the Empire at the Corellia shipyard on, like, like a really good regimented system, and then, like, these doofuses come in, <laughs> and you'd be like, oh my gosh, these people. Like, like I miss the good old days when the Empire, like, ran it like a tight ship, you know? And, like, now the bozos are in charge, and like, what's going on? And then, like, and especially if you're, if in the midst of that, like, it's like the Soviet Union was in charge, and then the Soviet Union collapses, and now it's a bunch of oligarchs running the place. It's a kleptocracy. Well, like you can get really rich in that system, but like if someone comes and stinks up your, your criminal operation, like right. now you're not rich anymore. That's what she was saying. Like it's not loyalty, it's greed. So like you just threaten yeah. someone's like gravy train, like, and they so like what loyalty for the empire turned into like just greed because like now you can because it's not that. loyalty to the empire, it's not loyalty it's to like, the new republic. It's yeah. just mm. who's the it, next everyone's a buyer. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's a they handled like, like I think that was a really a much better way of. Yeah. Talking about that than like what they did in the Last Jedi, yeah. It was just like they hit you over the head with yeah, it. yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> right? They're and, literally cigar chomping like rich people, like, yeah. Whoa, and, like, arms deals, whoa, and then they literally just dialogue that yeah. out to you, like, yeah. You know, they just tell you in a casino, yeah. yeah. Like I feel like this felt more like 
Yeah. Like a part of the like post Soviet Union. Uh, and it's very, publics. it's very like even like yeah. it even reminded me a little bit of like, like, you know, like it's like in real life, like when a war ends, yeah, everyone doesn't, everyone doesn't just right. Okay, well now we're just normal Germans again. Or like, mm. well, it's like know, in the like, Iraq War, you take out Saddam and then you fire everyone in the Baathist Party, which was all the civil servants and everybody, and now you've got like a bunch of pissed off unemployed fighting men of fighting age who have combat experience from the last time you invaded their country like surprised now there's an insurgency like we could have seen that coming and like, but well, this like, is very similar it's like we gotta de- we have to de-bathify Iraq but it's like that's who runs the place it, it so reminded like, me a lot of also like a lot of the things I've been reading about Oppenheimer and just like how like like the scientific community and like the and the the in, like the military industrial community like yeah. they operate in these gray areas because they're like that was really interesting like, when he was saying like you know well I don't care they don't we don't care about politics and all people the investors you take care of the politics yeah. yeah and like we're just here to make money oh by the way we're making it with right. the intention of bringing the empire back because if that. you're like oh, I don't discriminate who my customers are I was like well if your customer is a bad person or like has a, like they want to use this hyperdrive that you're fixing for them to like bring a bad guy back from the galaxy or whatever like that's where your business intersects politics at that point, right? And it's like right. you can't just be like, "Hey, whatever." I just, I just fill out, I just get the trains out on time, right? That w- that didn't work in the Nuremberg defense, <laughs> right. right? Like you, you have some moral like weight in your role, especially if you're in charge of the things, the enterprises. Yeah. But any other thoughts, David? Uh, not really. Really enjoyed it. It was a couple of fun episodes. Really well done. Looking forward to see what Floney does, especially since we know Hayden's coming back. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that we still have that to look forward to. After two episodes, we still haven't gotten a lot of what we're expecting. Mm-hmm. And hoping for Clone Wars. Was it episode four that he said was like a religious experience? Four or five? Who? Filoni. He was like, he was like episode four or five is also written directed by him, and he said like. That onset, it was like a religious experience to him. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure oh. it's something with Anakin. It was, um... Anakin, Luke, and Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. I, will, I will... Yeah, like, Anakin... Will... What, what if, like, Anakin's Force Ghost shows up, like, with Luke, and, like, they get Dude. to talk together? Like, that would be so cool. Dude, I could, I could if they put Anakin, movie. Luke, and Ahsoka on the screen at the same time... And they could, like, have a little, like, I will... Session. Yeah. be a puddle. I, yeah. I feel like that would be in the phone or in his movie. Yeah. I don't think it'd be in the show. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's probably a flashback. I'll take Clone it anytime. Wars you can give it, do it in both. It's probably a Clone Wars <laughs> flashback where, like, Anakin, like, in live action with his, like, armor, his Clone Wars armor or something. Like, that's yeah. what it is. But I'm hoping to see flashbacks of her and Captain Vader fighting Ooh, that would be cool. Yes. Yeah. Clone, actual clones. Or if we go to Mustafar, like, it's been rumored. Yeah, like, when yeah. you're in the world, world between worlds, it's like the what ifs can come up. That's what yeah. they're insane is that there's a bunch of, like, what if scenarios. Like, what if Ahsoka had to face Sim? A Mustafar instead of Obi Wan. Oh, she getting created. Right, like they can play that out because it just does. It's like a vision; it doesn't really matter. Like Luke's vision in the Dagobah, like yeah, came, right. like it doesn't yes. really matter. Like that, that I'm fine thing. with. Like that, if they want to yes. use right. That's a device they've already used. Yes, in, as long as it's not actual it. time travel. Right, yes. not, yeah. it just appears to be, or like it's not a multiverse of madness. It is just visions, right? Which is already established in the lore. Yeah, as a thing. Yeah. Everyone forgets about that Dagobah, like, vision. <laughs> but, like, we've already been there. <laughs> one other thing I will say is, like, at the end of the second one, when Balin's, like, kind of, like, almost remorseful, mm-hmm. and I'd be ashamed to kill her. Yeah. There's so many. There's so she, few he, kn- left. he knows who she is. Yeah. Who her master was. Yeah. And, like, oh, there's so few, few Jedi left. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think things are going to get really interesting between him and Ahsoka. Because, like, yeah, when Bush yes, comes to the show, I, I don't know if he's, like, on Team Morgan Elsbeth, really. Like, she pays his checks, but, like, he seems to have his own... They set that out of, like, some for some it's going to be war, for some it's going to be, uh... Like a, a new tr- beginning. A new beginning, and for us it's, like, power. So it's, like, he's got his own, like, aim with all this. Yeah, and he's... Game. But in the, on the one hand, he seems like he's sympathetic, and on the other hand, he's kills people left and right. Like, it's very menacing at the beginning. Yeah. We're no Jedi. Like he's just like. But he gave him a chance. He didn't just come yeah. in and slaughter him. 
They were arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it defends his behavior, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Like he, it's like the, you know, it's like like these aren't the droids you're looking for. Or like that's a little bit twisted too. Like, but like you know? like comparing comparing like when Mando was hired to to free that prisoner. Yeah. How cautious he was. He didn't want to hurt anyone. Yeah. Balin didn't have that <laughs> reservation. <at all>. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He didn't want anyone on the Republic ship to get killed. This guy's just going in there Matt doing Andrew his, got killed doing his job. <laughs> yeah. So, other than that, I enjoyed it. Really good two episodes. Looking forward to next week. Hmm. So, Sean. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I was telling here before when we were talking about this a little bit. I don't have... I don't have high affinity for Ahsoka in, like, this era. Or, like, this, these just, like, the Clone Wars and Rebels, like, stories. That doesn't mean... I don't dislike any of it. I just, like... It was my... That was during my, like, dark times of Star Wars. Like, between Revenge of the Sith when I was 18. Then I just, like, went to college, married, kids. It's, like, basically, like, until Force Awakens, I was, like, Star Wars was kind of off my radar for, like, that nine or ten years. So, like, I kind of, I totally missed, like, I was vaguely aware that the, like, there was this TV show, The Clone Wars, and then, like, I don't even know if I was aware of Rebels, honestly, when it was running, um, and so I, you know, caught up a little bit of some of those, like, some of the key episodes of both of those to, like, get what I needed, really for, like, when Clone Wars Season 7 came out, I'm like, I'm going to catch up on, like, what I need to know for, for like, the finale of this story arc with Ahsoka, right? Mm. And, and then with, like, Rebels... I think after that I turned it into Rebels of like let's watch like the essential episodes of this right or according to some guide or whatever so I have like I don't have like I have like second hand nostalgia on it right it's not like first hand like I remember being a kid watching this growing up with this I don't have that um, but I can see I can appreciate that that is the experience of a lot of fans like younger fans that like grew up like solidly in the prequel era Clone Wars, which is prequel era, and then Rebels, which is technically prequel era, but really tying into like original trilogy era. So, for that, in that sense, I'm happy that the show is, exists, and I hope that everyone's getting some great feelings out of it and, and enjoying it in that way. But that also meant for me that I could come into the show without my like neurotic fan theory or like my my neurotic like this is how it should go, and when it doesn't, I'll be let down. It's like it's like. Mm-hmm. I could just receive it for what it is, and like I have a lot of headroom. That's the way I phrased it. Like, I can have my hair blown back, as it were. It doesn't happen so much anymore, but <laughs> I can, uh, like, it can blow me away. Versus, like, if I set my bar up here, I can only be disappointed, mm. which has been my experience so far <laughs> with everything else up to this point. Um, I guess Andor was close to being like, like, oh yeah, I liked Rogue One a lot, and then I was like pleasantly surprised, right? Like, I had that that headroom growth. And I was like, I was tracing like, well, the the least I bring to a thing, the more I can get out of it, right? Rather than like, the more expectations I bring to something, the more fraught it is for disappointment. So I was like naturally, I wasn't like naturally hyped for this. I wasn't like heavily invested of like, I wasn't, I wouldn't have said like, this is make or break for me. Like I'm done if this is bad. Like I'm not, I, I read, I think the first book of the Thrawn trilogy, the original one, but not the other two. And so, like, I'm not, I'm not a fanboy in that sense of like, I'm not like watching with a clipboard like every time they like massacre my boy. Or, like, oh, right, right, right. I'm not like the keeping score yeah. like like that. So it's like, but I feel like all of that. I, I if people want to do that, that's fine. But like that would just further like, I don't see an upside of any of that, right? So like because of those unique circumstances, I think I'm able to enjoy this more than if I was more invested in it, knowing my own like thought pattern and pattern of behavior before with other stuff where I'm more invested in it um I think that that's a good perfect that's another way of saying something that I like the like I think it Star Wars is its own worst enemy or like yeah exactly, say, exactly. Like, Star Wars fans expectations yes. is their own worst yes. enemy and I keep doing this cycle over and over and I'm like I'm, <laughs> this one's letting me break free of that a little bit because right. I'm like I'm like a little more at, at arm's length with it in a good way um and yeah so I think it looked great like especially like the CGI shots and like some of that like, like, like the top you could say like the Top Gun shots right of like ships flying with like, like like a fixed camera on the ship you know like right. looking at something like yes. that's just really cool. Yeah. Um, I we already mentioned like I I don't think some of the costuming is as great as it could be 
Like, I think it's a little too clean. And that's not just this show. That's been almost every... Especially almost every in, anytime it's the show. New Republic. Yes, yeah, It's for like, sure. do you guys have tailors? Like, yeah, they, the... look, they look dorky. <laughs> like, they don't look... Like, everyone's a different height, right? Like, like at least Stormtroopers were like... They literally, even in the, like filming it, they like, we want actors all the same. Like, we need this uniform look. And like, then the six, the six guys come out with, at the beginning. And they're all like, different... Like they're like plus or minus thirty pounds and six inches of each other, and they all like they, none of them look fitted in those uniforms. Like the, the uniforms is like one size fits Especially none. Especially the Mon Calamari. Yeah, like one size fits <laughs> none, right? Yeah, like like I don't know, just and I always thought that like those like those like helmets that they wear look so dumb, like the rebel helmets at the beginning of A New Hope, like the stormtroopers. Oh, the, the egg ones. Like the Empire has the drip. Absolutely. Like, oh, they look yeah. so good. And, like, the, the Rebels, like, the Rebels, when they were scrappy, like, the Hoth look, right, is really cool. But, like, the Rebel, like, uniform, I guess that's, like, the, like, the, the Alderaan security force or whatever uniform. Like, they just, like, they're, like, wearing, like, you know, cargo shorts or cargo pants and, like, a, like a vest or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> you're going against Stormtroopers wearing that stuff? Like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, what is that helmet supposed to do, right? But, uh... Yeah, I think so. I think that that's that's a critique of like the makeup slash prosthetic slash costume design. Like even just to make it like you could just make it like run it through a washing machine with like rocks or something. Like make it look right. worn and like lived in. Like that's a big thing with Star Wars and like Alien then copied it. Right, the lived in universe was like yes. new. No one like Star Trek looks like a show in the '60s. Yeah, it's slick and like Star Wars was like wow, this is like really real, right? Yeah, and like Andor recaptured that and this hasn't quite got there for me and then yeah like seeing the like having the translation to live action like i'm not sure how much hera works for me body language wise i think she's a little stiff like i feel like hera's always like got her hand on her hip and like is always like standing like mm. like like a, like a karen kind of stance. Like, cameras yeah she's always got the mom stance and yeah. I, the, she's just kind of always standing there like she's not she doesn't seem super comfortable in that role i guess the actress and I, I think like Ahsoka is kind of maybe that if that's what she's trying to do she's kind of flat and like kind of like not a big range but that just might be like PTSD or something <laughs> I don't know like is that like is she gonna like blossom or like come out of her shell at some point or is she just kind of kind of be she does I do think like, she seems haunted yeah so I can't tell and if I it's deliberate or just like I think they're trying to bring a lot yeah. of that across like or is it like she's... hard to convey with makeup and stuff like facial expressions and stuff I don't know kind of seems like they're trying to do the same thing they did with Obi-Wan where he's got kind of like that conflicted haunted past type thing yeah they're probably trying mm. to go for that and trying to like maybe start out the same way but then eventually break them out of that shell so I think they did nail Chopper to a yeah. yes oh, that, that might be the that best thing so that they funny. did yeah he's such a maniac he does like the yay and then like the muscle move like it's just so like it's exactly it's, chopper it's, I, it's I almost love too it much, but it's so okay. childish I'll, 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 so yeah. fun yeah but the droids can get away any droid can get away with that kind of thing if you ask me like <laughs> right. B2 EMO is like too much if it was a human but B2 it works like it works <laughs> and yeah. like even BB-8's antics make you know make mm-hmm. sense <laughs> yeah plus uh, like one of the things I was kind of um, I don't think I'd be worried. I was worried about it, but it was like, okay, Chopper definitely has this thing like where his head like wobbles. Yeah, and like astromechs really don't do that, or we haven't seen any of that do that. But like now, now just seeing like his head like wobble up and down, like yeah. side to side, almost like, like a bobble like, head. Like yeah, like, like it, it doesn't just <laughs> turn, but it kind of goes like he's like, got a few screws loose. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that was really cool. Yeah, uh, they really that really like was like usually when you go from animated to live action it's really hard to capture that zany kind of animated feel but But they got it with chopper there because he's practically animated like that's an easier he's not human like when you put a real human in versus a humanoid cartoon like it's harder than a droid to a droid but i think um my favorite character is Balin, or like the, the character I'm most interested in, like what's going on there is is Balin, Balor, yeah, Balin. Balin, and and then like Shin's like Shin brings a really good presence, like the like kind of psychotic like real Darth Maul she, type vibes. Yeah, she's just like a psycho killer like type of like a little unhinged and like 
Like she's yeah, she's like she's a freak got, on a leash kind of thing. Like he's got her on a leash a little bit, but like she's not like she might like kind of she might she's like one of those dogs that like might bite the master at some point. You know, like is a dangerous dog, right? Um, she still defers to him. She's got the crazy bit, eyes. Yeah, like she she doesn't seem super confident. Like, but as soon as she does, like. Like, that's the way the Sith, though. Like, as soon as she's, like, sn- sniffing out weakness, then she'll, like, make her move or whatever. That would be kind of cool. But, like, I love the throwbacks to, like, Maul with, like, the little, like, secret droids and, like, just, like... Oh, man, that was so straight good. up. Like, <laughs> so good. There's a lot of good callbacks there. Um, I liked that a lot. I, I was confused at the very end of episode two of, like, what was it that got Ahsoka to go, like, oh, okay, Sabine, like, you can be my apprentice. And then what got... What got... Sabine to be like I need like what what mended this bridge enough to like have them both agree to each other was it just Hera kind of constantly bringing well, it up Sabine to Sabine had of them? that conversation with Hu Yang mm-hmm. and yeah. he was basically like my take on that conversation was don't worry about the past don't worry about like whether you measure up to whatever a Jedi is supposed to be just Get on with it. Like, mm-hmm. take your lightsaber, forget about the past, swallow your pride, and get on with it. Like, you're not supposed to just sit here on Lothal, like, yeah. doodling on your wall. Like, let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, and I think that um, for for Ahsoka, I think it was her conversations with Hera, right? She was, like, trying to get her to understand, like, you know, you guys compliment each other. Stop mm-hmm. looking at it as an adversarial relationship. Um, it's like mom, mom trying to resolve the sibling conflict, and yeah, which she, is perfect. That was the older sister. Hera was like the younger sister. Hera was the mom, the yep. stay, stay on the ship mom. Like she, <laughs> she, was, she Zoom calls in, yeah. Facetimes you, like, "Oh, honey, you guys need to get along. Yeah. <laughs> you don't make me come down there." <laughs> but I think I think that I love. I do appreciate that part of the story even though it feels kind of shoehorned in yeah they're like, like sort of resolved now but like you can like they they have a long way to go but yes. like they're close to, they're like they got there enough to like be in the same room with each other and like let's go on a mission together but like they have room to like they're not like best buds all of a sudden again it's just like I love really I love that Ahsoka is a very somewhere. flawed person at this yeah. point well she's very story. like yeah trauma she has unresolved trauma issues like she needs to go therapy yeah <laughs> and i think we're gonna sure. see versions of that, like that like yes. her that's what i'm excited for her is to see like this is point a i want to see point b c d e yes. and like where does she arrive and like where is she by the sequel trilogy like is she going to die at some point she obviously does because she talks through the force to ray at the end of rise of skywalker so she's gone at that point but that could just be old age or like what like maybe the movie is going to have her killed off and she has to die like, eventually yeah so like that we know she's got an expiration date, but like she's got a long way to go, and that's exciting. For that's that. the, that's like, what I'm saying. Like she's like, come a long way from being. I feel like snips at the beginning, right? I feel like this. we. I feel like I'm like, it's like okay, Filoni. Yeah, you got our mouth watering. <laughs> yeah, like, he's like, what are you gonna do with he's your girl? He's at the table. He got the appetizers out, and he's like, and you can smell like the main course he's yeah. cooking, and you're like, this is, okay, let's go. I'm ready. Yeah, uh, yeah, I. I'd say I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I don't. I. I. I thought it was dumb. The like, let's stab you trope, and then oh, they're dead, but not really. Like, that's yeah. just like okay. Like we knew she wasn't dead, and we know if you get stabbed by a lightsaber, that's not like a, oh my gosh, they're gonna die. It's like, well, if their main character is yeah. a coin flip, if my, they're not, they're definitely dead. Like all the people on the New Republic ship that got stabbed the same way, they're all dead. But the, like <laughs> that is the that is the my gripe with it wasn't so much that it was another character getting stabbed in the stomach that lived, but it was another character got that that got stabbed in the stomach that we already know can't die. Yeah, because we saw her in the trailer with short hair. Yeah, like which we know is in the future. So, so it's like okay, so why even like yeah. so like the shock of that moment right. yeah. lasts about a millisecond. Right. And you're like, yeah. oh, well, you need to do like nine. Game of Thrones and like kill someone off in like the third episode that you did not see coming. Right. Right. Like what? Like, but they'll have to go there with that, especially a main character. <clears throat> Maybe for the movie. Maybe. Do like an, an uh, like a like a, what's her name's death in um, in Endgame. Oh, um, oh. Stark. 
No. Black Widow. Yeah. No. What? Oh, wait, yeah. No, who was it? No, f- no, it wasn't Black Widow. It was... Tony. Iron No, the one... Thanos' adopted daughter. Oh, Gamora. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was Infinity War. Infi- oh, wait, you know. Infinity oh, whatever. War and game, it's whatever. one movie, really. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's, a one, it's a part one, part two movie, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think, I think, I think this is. I think Star Wars is at its best when it's storytelling and it's not doing not a ton KK's of filler. Eh. I said it. Mm. I mean, at this point, like know. honestly, like. Anyway, you haven't talked yet. Nope. Um, how 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 much do we have? Like uh, fifteen minutes or twenty minutes. Okay. Alright, so, uh, I'm just gonna gush, because I don't really strongly have dislikes, um, that I can think of. Oh, yeah, okay, outside of the stabbing moment, like, I can definitely agree with Aaron. Uh, For a millisecond, I was like, (gasps) and then I was like, oh, yep, it's like that one little quote, (laughs) like, whenever... Somebody like gets like fatally hurt or they die and then come back. It's this like little like voice in the back of my head. It's like, does nobody stay dead anymore? Yeah. Some <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like, you know what? Uh, whatever. Plot armor Next. Call that. <laughs> it's called. In, it's called s- stock price armor. <laughs> so, <laughs> we got to so bring that character back because merchandise yeah. money. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, if they do that again for a second time, then I think that would be a no. <laughs> I think I'd probably laugh and then get angry and then laugh again, but hopefully not. <laughs> um, but okay, so um, to be brutally honest, I did try to watch this before the group. I apologize so much, but to but to you guys' benefit, I actually fell asleep during the first episode. <laughs> So, which is nothing. Not but a knock it's, on the episode. it's not. It's that not was, a knock on the episode. Was your state yeah, of, uh, your state of energy at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like super tired, and so, yeah. I, but I feel like this was more of a first watch than that. For, well, than the first watch actually. Um, but I just loved the. Um, uh, I'd have to say the biggest thing for me was uh, Kevin uh, mm-hmm. Kiner's uh, score. Yeah. Um, cause I actually, uh, replayed the Clone Wars, uh, soundtrack, like the first movie, uh, Clone Wars soundtrack and comparing that to this is like apples and, was uh, it still Halloween there? candy. <laughs> it was still him though? Yeah, it was yeah, still him. Just like earlier. In his yeah, but like, it so was, it better. was like, yeah, you could tell like how far he's come, mm-hmm. uh, like like with the orchestration, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the uh, Clone Wars movie had like more of a. It, it was a full orchestra, right. but it was like <laughs> n- like more hard with its uh, sound. Yeah, and uh, where this felt more cinematic and like it flowed nicely and it was more inventive in some areas. Yes, I think he does a really um, good job of like. He does some really fairly safe and predictable things, but then he does some really creative yeah. stuff. And I think he did like Whatever the first the time I really noticed screen. that was in Clone Wars season seven. Like some of the things he did in that season were just like amazing, and they were really unique. Like at the end of Blade Runner version, yes, and, like, yeah, like that was like unlike anything else. And like I feel like that's what is helping to set apart like if you really think about it and even I'm just this is just popping into my head even just now it's like honestly like the best the best of Disney plus has been animated hmm in my I mean between Bad Batch and Clone Wars season 7 and Tales of the Jedi I really think that that's where the sh- their strength is don't forget that Grogu 2 and, short 
Yeah. The dust bunnies. Yeah. And Kiner is, I think Kiner's music is a big part of that. Like, like, I already know that there's sounds and, and music from these episodes that are going to just like pop. Like, yeah. You're going to, I'm going to be able to play them and it's like, mm, yeah, I remember that moment. Like, like the piano, mm-hmm. the beginning when, when Balaam yeah. was just like, mm-hmm. like, whoa, like very not, I don't know if that's ever been done in Star Wars, like something like that. Like it was just very unique. For uh, sure. Yeah. Pian- pianos are super rare in Star Wars. Yeah, I like feel if like you, that's not if you not really, a really, thing. really, really think about it. Yeah, like I don't think I. Yeah. Max Rebo. Guys, <laughs> get out yeah, of here! I mean, it's always like yeah, it's string based, string and brass based mostly. Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, they did in coral with yeah fates, of course. Um. Okay. So. And plus, I really love how Lethald looked. Oh yeah, uh, it looked gorgeous. And uh, there, and there were like some like that beginning scene with uh, Sabine and uh, uh, E wings. Oh, I believe yes. those were E wings. Yes. yes, they had. I love that. Those are cool. Yeah. So I nice, love nice the whole throw, vibe of that. throwback there. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I liked how the. That that city at times looked like it was painted, which was is definitely uh, um, a nice callback to map paintings and how well those were done in the past. Mm-hmm. And and that's something I kind of miss amongst the uh, CGI uh, uh, filled backgrounds now. Is that like there's there's always something that fascinated me. Like even with the mostly because of the original trilogy, like how well those mad paintings were, mm-hmm. and how well they still hold up, uh, even to this day. Uh, and I, that's kind of what I got out of the, some of the scenes in like in Lothal, even though at times they did use CGI, but other times it felt, I was like, huh, I I really can't tell if it's a mad painting or CGI. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. Um. And I think the all of the actors, for the most part, fantastic job, especially uh, um, Ahsoka and Sabine. And yeah, and, I think Sabine. Yeah. I think in May, yeah, Sabine, Sabine kind, of kind of upstage Ahsoka a little bit. Yeah, at times, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think that really bodes well for Filoni because, like, that shows that he can direct actors in live action. Like, because he's the director, right? Yeah. And he's he's showing that he can go from animation, which is very different from directing actors in a live show or movie. And I think that at least initially, like, this really bodes well for Filoni, like, being given more live action and being given movies. Like, like again, if he can just get rid of that really slow dialogue um i think the writing was good i think that the acting was good i think that there were a few moments here and there where i think the only person to me that maybe i would critique would be some of rosario dawson's deliveries were just a little too muted and kind of felt wooden but um but yeah i think i think that it was it was just like that, there's just a lot of good performances in there. I think, kind of. I would say that apart from Andor, for me, this is the best, best of the performances that I've seen, for the most part. So, and the lightsaber fights were fun too. Mm-hmm. And like David said, I surprised that they had this many in two episodes. Um, a surprise to be sure. But welcome, welcome, welcome one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, thought the uh, really liked the Loth cats. The, the, that was, yeah, the, the, the puppeteering to that yeah. was incredible. Yeah, I'll check Target tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I like the duck feet. Just that's a little too much for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like a, a duck-billed platypus kind of creature. So, um, overall, I, I kind of, if I... It felt great to have Star Wars back, and I had fun. 
and uh, yeah, and I think that I think and yeah, that was it. That was that was Star Wars, and and it and uh, here we are talking about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, another another wonderful thing about it. Should we get a ranking real quick? Yep, we can do a quick, yeah, lightning round rankings. Uh, All right, Aaron, go. Um, I'm going to just say solid 8 out of 10. I'll go, yeah, I'll I'll go 8 out of 10. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) 8. I'm going to be different. (laughs) (laughs) 8. Okay, so, yeah, pretty, pretty consistent rating. All right. Well, that's it for that's it for now. Until next time, uh, it'll be the third. Yep. Wait, wait, these aren't chapters; these are parts. Part, part oh, okay, three. all right, part three. Until then, may the force be with you. Always. Always.